we've grown accustomed to yeah. the Enneagram as our language, yeah. the Enneagram as a framework, the Enneagram as as a, a piece of who we are and how we relate. And to let it go for this time being, it feels like we're entering some kind of liminal space and like opening ourselves up to this unknown. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. That, the <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain, more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Mace. Welcome to episode 140E. E, the finale. You and I, and made I, it to the finish line. I'm trying, I guess I'm giving a little bit of a whew, energy here. Is like, the sprint, whoa. is this the final bit of the sprint? No, maybe? the sprint is over. It's like we sprinted and now we're like at... We've crossed the finish line, and we're sort of like stretching. We're looking back at the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the course. We're high fiving each other, but we're like, "Can I get some water?" And like, <laughs> you know, maybe laying on the ground. Someone give me one of those uh, those blankets. The silver are, blankets. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, <laughs> I've ran one marathon, and this hasn't felt like a marathon, but it maybe felt like a. I don't know. It felt like something. Something. I I I, I equated to a boxing match. Yeah, you you feel pretty unique so <laughs> let me just say everybody welcome welcome to this episode um, you are this is the finale of this blitz but let me just say if you're just tuning in and you've somehow just found this episode out of nowhere because it had any gram in it or something this this is going to be worthless to you if you didn't listen to the last four, four episodes, episodes leading up to this because this is us debriefing the last four episodes so um yeah, essentially what happened, as a recap, because we've told you lots of different times, but just once again, um, we went into the new year with some goals of interviewing some Enneagram teachers and people that we like. Yes. And they said yes, and we just thought, let's just do it all in one big push instead of spreading it out throughout the year. Yeah, we got this idea. I don't know where the word blitz came from, but we yeah. got the idea that we call it a blitz and it would be... Like, this has been a week of the Enneagram all at once. Yeah. Just like, oh, look at this, a chunk of work. I think I would I would, I would, would reach out to people and say, maybe sometime in the history of the, in, of of your the world, we could interview you. Yeah. And these people seem to all be available pretty quickly. And I was like, let's take advantage. Like, if mm-hmm. Beatrice is available, let's do it. If mm-hmm. Big Hormone's available, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're just like, let's just say yes to all of them and do it. So we did it. Mm-hmm. And um, here we are. So now you've heard potentially the big hormone episode, which kicked off you guys. Well, I guess I guess the original precursor is not a four episode. Not a four, so that's yeah. That's the, a that's while the back. what are we at the moose bouche, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I feel like the not a four episode is like um I don't know, like the conflict that starts the story. Conflict Truth. in heavy quotes. Truth. You know, like Donald Miller and his story stuff will say an inciting incident. Yes, that's, that's what this was. Incident. No, it fully was. It's like we came in, oh, here we are, we're gonna talk to these people, and then all of a sudden it's like 
Yeah. Enneagram is blown up. Your type is blown up. You know nothing. <laughs> yeah, and I think in that in those days, all the way back in those days, it feels far away. It does. We thought we're we, we know our types pretty well. Mason knows their type. We're gonna sort of humor them mm-hmm. by letting them try to type us, but you know, yeah. And it, and it it really derailed you in particular. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then they thought I was a six. So to a certain extent, a little bit of what you guys have just heard was a little bit of a more long journey that I've been on. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to learn from these teachers. So as you probably heard in these episodes, because honestly, you should not be listening to this if you didn't listen to any of these other <laughs> Do episodes. Do not. It would be worthless. This is just a debrief. Um, I think, and by the way, this is now in hindsight, we're, 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 we're a few weeks out from this that big hormone interview we did. We're, we're a few weeks out from that Beatrice one. We're a few weeks out from Ben. I Susan just did just the Susan happened. one a few days ago. Yeah. But um, so uh, thinking about this idea of like, am I a six? And then wanting to talk to big hormone about their approach to the Enneagram. And of course, Beatrice, if we're going to get Beatrice on, we, we want to talk about Beatrice's approach and Beatrice. And we want to talk to Suzanne about Suzanne. But like, uh, and we know we'll talk to Ben more in the future, which yeah. is wonderful. But um, it, we also use these conversations to talk about, like, am I six? Like, let's entertain this. And yeah, um, I think it started with this. I, I guess let's just talk about that for a second. Is okay. that cool? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't want to misquote. So you can it's all out there. You can go back and see if I'm misquoting. But the general takeaway from me from Big Hormone and maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, but like it, it's like they think I'm too warm and they think I track too well mm-hmm. and I'm too social mm-hmm. and maybe too kind or present to be a five. Right. Maybe, yeah, maybe not too much those things, but I guess, yeah, like I feel like they felt your energy being mm-hmm. a six like energy, mm-hmm. um, the way you were engaging the, the, yeah, I think the presence you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like, I mean, if you listen to that episode, which again, you should have listened, it's like, they begin with just like you, they really think you're social first, right? which we've always talked about you being social last yeah. and has always felt like it makes sense. But then all of a sudden I was like, well, does social make sense? Mm-hmm. Like that started to make sense too. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I don't know. It, it All the inquiries and the things being brought up. You really handled it very curiously. <laughs> I will say, like, it opened the curiosity door for you in, like, the next three, four days and then weeks was, like, quotes about this, quotes about this, mm-hmm. quotes about this. This book says this. This book says this. Do you notice this in me? Like, I noticed you being more curious about things. Like, I, f- I feel like it was a, a newfound sense of curiosity. It's like we're rediscovering the Enneagram mm. in a way. It's like, oh, redoing or like re-experiencing what we felt years ago when we first were like look at these types yeah it felt like it had a similar energy yeah yeah so i really did go on a journey and at the very least whether i'm a six or not i feel like i've tried to sit in six whatever that means yeah. for a while i'm like yeah. does this how does this feel um and just be open to it i mean as much as i possibly can i know like david and john emica and nancy all of them in their own way are sort of like you know the personality or whatever wants to deceive you mm-hmm. and keep it hidden. So I'm like, okay, I'm also trying to pay attention to that. Our personalities are very strong. Um, and there's been elements of six. I think I listened to their Not a Five episode, and I'm like, well, I definitely don't feel like the five they're describing at right, all. Right, right. I listened to their sexual 
sexual five episode where they have two sexual fives or social fives on. Hmm. And I really vibed with the social fives. Interesting. Then I listened to their six episode, Running Through the Six, and listened to two sexual sixes talk. Did not vibe with them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I vibed more like with the social fives than the sexual sixes. Then I listened to their head type episode and vibed with head type more than anything I've listened to Big Hormone do. So I'm like, whatever they're saying about head types, I vibe we with. do know you are a head type. Yeah. Like, at least we can guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then, so, yeah, I mean, now uh, it's interesting because Beatrice, I think, was looking at it through the lens or the rubric of energy, energy which is one of the main yeah. go-tos for me. And if I'm being honest in terms of that rubric, uh, that is my number one focus of attention from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. Yeah. Just I'm obsessed, utterly obsessed. Uh, so, but Big Hormone seems to say that's not really a great rubric. And Uranio, who's a five, who's out here talking about energy, they're like, well, maybe Uranio isn't even a five. We think he's a seven. Right. So I'm like, okay. So it's like, oh my gosh. It's so hard to know who to listen to. And then we listen, our, we, I have the Helen Palmer book. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big aha moment of reading yeah. Helen Palmer's description of the six. Mm-hmm. And that felt like reading you. That felt good. That Somewhere felt good. I was like, oh my gosh, if this is what a six is, this mm-hmm. feels like you can relate. And like all of a sudden it's like, let's really talk about your relationship with authorities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. loyalty mm-hmm. and your close knit groups. And all of a sudden it was like, well, there's new language for this and these pieces that don't the five doesn't explain but then there's elements to yourself that the six doesn't explain right it's like (gasps) what do you do (laughs) yeah i mean i guess maybe i could say okay so then we had ben ben seemed by the end to think i'm a six yeah yeah and ben is i i think in terms of all of these interviews like ben knows us the most and gave us the most time. Like, mm-hmm. it's also, we in this interview, it was only, like, probably, like, an hour and a half that was recorded. But we talked to Ben that day for, like, four hours. Mm-hmm. For a long time. So there was a lot of other conversation and other ways that Ben knows us. So I feel like there was some kind of weight in Ben being, like, might be a six. Mm-hmm. And Ben is a six. Yeah. Yeah. A six knows a six. Yeah. But a five can know a five. And and also, I, I, was, in a, I was in a headspace that day where I was trying to filter a lot of my thoughts and reflections through things I know to be true about sixes. So it's like, that's the trippy thing about all this. It's like, you know, I can look through my whole life history and filter it through six things and it can feel six mm-hmm. for a little bit of time. I was entertaining one. Yes. You entertained yeah. one for like four days. Yeah. Like. So I'm like, I can go back in my life and filter everything through one. And all of a sudden I'm wondering, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm like, I think one of the crazy things too, about all these conversations is like, well, Maybe I'm a head type, but but maybe I'm a gut type, and I don't even know what a head type feels like. Right. Well, it's you like, know? how do you know what right. the other types feel like? Right. I, th- I think also, I just have to say this because it's coming up as we talk about it. There's a part of me that is like, is this real? <laughs> like, is the Enneagram real? Yeah. Like, it should, Is it real? Like, after all this time for us to both be like, we relate to this, and we relate to that, and we relate to this, and like... Gosh, at what point is it unhelpful because you're trying to fit yourself into some type and you're not fitting? Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of go back. I mean, this is kind of nostalgic because everybody, if you've ever listened to, I guess I'm talking to 
old No Small Thing listeners and new No Small Thing listeners, you know, like we've been doing this for nearly three years and doing Enneagram episodes every five episodes. I think about that first episode we did on fives when we were on Whidbey together in the mm-hmm. early days, so naive and happy. And this is literally our fifth episode. So naive <laughs> and happy. We were holding up our Richard Rohr book and our wisdom of the Enneagram for the picture we were taking and uh, very confident that I was a five and you were four and mm-hmm. um, approaching it for a long time that way. And, you know, at the time we were saying, it's a tool, it's a tool, don't worry about it. And maybe we got a little maybe we got a little bit too serious about Enneagram. I don't know, because when you say, is it real? I'm like, here we are sitting in Seattle. We can see a lot of geography here. We can see the ocean. We can see hills and neighborhoods. We got a nice little view here. And it's like, well, is Seattle real? Right. It's like, no, no, no. There's no such thing as Seattle. But if you want to get around in this city, you need to know the names of the streets. You need to say that this is, no, exactly, exactly. It's like, is it real? And then also like, no, but yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, a, a no, but yeah. kind of thing. And I can take, cause I'm looking at this street, I can take Dravis over to Magnolia, but there are other routes to mm-hmm. Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Dravis is one route. Right. You know? And I think, I think so everybody in a second, we'll talk a little bit about this fast we're going to do, but like, you know, you're in s- school for therapy to be a therapist um, we love to talk about defense mechanisms. There's all sorts of other ways to approach self-discovery and self-knowledge. We right, don't just right. have to use the Enneagram. Um, so it's like, is it real? It's like, it is, but it's not everything. Exactly. Which you I know? think that we, I, I'll speak for myself in saying, I have a tendency to idolize things and to get swept up in things. And the Enneagram was something that I know I was idolizing Mm -hmm. or like seeing it as more fixed than it is Mm -hmm. or seeing it and like oh these nine points this is the like the truth in a way and it has some truth and there is truth within it yeah but like it's not the truth the every and i think that that's what made this whole thing of like all of a sudden it's being challenged in different ways and it's like who who has the true way of thinking about this and it's just been, it's just been a lot of accepting no one, like <laughs> no one does. It feels like there's no one. And we're like, each person we talk to only makes it more real that there's not a truth about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think one of the things that may be true about what true, what is truth, what true about this experience for the both of us is a little bit more self-discovery in terms of who we are as a podcast, like what Mm -hmm. is our brand? What is Mm -hmm. it that we're doing? And to get a chance to sort of practice what we preach or model what we preach or model what we're hoping for. And that is to have curiosity be our true North. So it's not like, it's not like our mission is to figure out the Enneagram. Right. So, so that to me at the end of the day felt like it gave me some peace of mind. I was like, man, are we really screwing with our listeners here? All this time we've said we're fives and fours and we're like interviewing our friends and we're saying we're sort of low-key Enneagram experts in a way because we do this so much. And it's like, we've read so many books. Yeah. We know so much, you guys. And then you're like, oh, sorry, I mistyped. I'm now a nine. And now we're like, oh, actually, no, maybe Mace is a six. And oh, actually, maybe Mace is a four. We don't know. And it's like, I said, are we just like messing with our listeners? I'm like, no, we're not because... The promise is we're going to be curious. Right. And that's the only promise we can make. Yeah. And we're not even, we're not, I can say this, I think, and I think you'd agree with me. We're not being lazily curious. We're like really focused on this. It's true. It's, it's, I mean, and also we're not like 
world's greatest. We're working on it. Yeah. It's like we're cultivating it. But this was like a practice. Like I feel yeah. like we kept having to say it's like we're not an Enneagram podcast. Yeah. We're a curiosity podcast. It's less about the topic and more about the way we approach it. Mm-hmm. That's like what we're trying to do here. So it was like, yeah, what happens when you approach something curiously? Like you become less certain. Mm-hmm. It's like less certain, more curious lives. It's like, oh, we're going to get these experts. And I think in some sense there's this false view of like oh we're going to become more certain about the enneagram and like turns less. out <laughs> we are less certain yeah. and now you're invited into that like less certain around the enneagram less certain around our own types less certain around what we're doing like which is really interesting cuz somebody said recently that the their their knowledge of the enneagram made them more confident in typing people yes and so i'm saying I, my experience has actually been the opposite as you know, I have a master's and master's of divinity and not the universe. Yeah, not the universe. And, uh, you know, as the more I study theology, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize I don't know much about the Bible. Yes, like it gives yes. you an appreciation for just how much there is to learn and, and just nuances. how much you don't yeah. know. Like I thought I knew more about the Bible before I started studying it. Right. And right. I think that's been our journey generally about the Enneagram. Like even thinking back to that first episode, like I felt very knowledgeable at that time. I know we would go around and teach people yeah. and we were typing people yeah. and we were like, oh my gosh, there's such this person. And right. now I'm like, nope, it's so complicated. And I can even really truly begin to type people. And it's like, we still sometimes casually are like, oh, this type, this type. But like, I think we both know we're like, but really we don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's a new sense of not knowing with it. Yeah, which so is I, cool. I would I would generally think that the more you know, the the more humble you'd get, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things I feel like there's just different kinds of things to gain knowledge around and the Enneagram is like I mean, going back to like Gurdjieff, going back to like its ancient wisdom beyond Gurdjieff, like what is this symbol? It is this abstract shapes mm-hmm. of symbols on top of each other in movement in lines and angles and and it comes from the stars and, and it it's comes like from biology and science and, and it's and in everything and mind. it's all of the stuff and it's in a lot of ways it is like i think about the enneagram and to me like i'm as someone who in terms of like my way i think around god it's like i'm drawn towards imagery of like the trinity and this dance and the enneagram is similar it's like it's so much less about gaining a knowledge of something and more about like wondering alongside and entering into relationship of wonder and mysticism. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's the way I think that we want to be approaching. Like the Enneagram is a a perfect thing to engage with in that kind of way. Like it, Mm -hmm. if you're not approaching the Enneagram in that way, like that's, it's like, honestly, like contradicting what it is. Like it's, it's purposely this symbol that you don't really understand. You can't look at it and immediately understand it. It's like, no, it's, it's wisdom is in the not understanding yeah. and the working through it in the, the process of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And, and, and I don't know, like I, I, I personally, I think all these teachers and people like, uh, I mean, I, I really do feel like in the world, and this is, I guess, wisdom of the Enneagram type stuff. Like, we all bring something. We all bring a gift. So I do think we all we need all these teachers. And I don't feel like that's a cop-out. But, like, um, I, I personally, in terms of the energy I'd want to bring to the world, and it's like now are the things we're saying tells about our types. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I'd want to bring a spaciousness to these conversations. I'd want people to feel 
less anxiety about quote unquote getting it right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. maybe they're on a journey, they're on a path. Uh, and that might involve dabbling in a type that I don't think that that person is. Right. But I just want to continue to be open and give them that space to figure that out, you know? Right. And well, and there's been something like, so we're ending this and I'm like, well, I'll just say like about two weeks ago, I kind of, we joked before this, like we're running this race and Scott sprinted the finish and I like, I ditched the race in some sense. <laughs> oh, well let's, can I say this and then yes, let's get into yes. your journey. I want to say officially for clarity's sake, and then maybe we're sort of rounding the bend here, but like officially, if you're listening to No Small Thing, we're saying uh, as of now, we don't know our types. Yes. It's got a five. We don't know. It's got a six. We don't know. Is Mace identify as a nine, a four? We don't know. We're, we're not identifying as a type. We'll, I'll probably change that on my Enneagram repost right now. It says Scott Gronholds five wing four. I'm going to take that off. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a human. I'm Scott. Not a type. Not a type. type <laughs> don't know my type. Type 10? Yeah, <laughs> type 10. I <laughs> roll a uh, joke. A throwback. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you're, you're starting to get into this, uh, how you weren't sprinting. You just <laughs> you kind of crashed and burned. <laughs> I did crash and burn. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I, I feel like I had a point that was going off what you were saying, but I'll just share this. I guess. Well, I think you were just starting to head into your journey now. Now it's like a little bit of recap of where you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only if you've listened to the splits, but like we said, the, the moose boost of the splits was the big hormone interview that I had where they, by the end of it, I was like, am I not a four? Yeah. And then I pretty quickly was like, I don't think I'm a four. I think yeah. I'm a nine. And just adopted, I'm a nine. And it made a lot of sense for a lot of things. I was like looking around at my paintings and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. The big hormone folks are compelling. They are very you know? compelling. And I ended up having another conversation with just David and I, and we talked about my tri-type, and I was like, I'm a 947. This makes so much sense. All of this stuff kind of makes sense. But at the same time, I was having, you know, and there were some insights where I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Then there were some things where I'm like, I do not know how to make sense of this. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember us going on a walk and me being like, how do I make sense of the fact that I am so goddamn introspective? And like, not sloth like in that like i'm like i want to be open to this passion of sloth like i'm trying no to yeah if anything work. i would say you need to get a little more slothy exactly it's like <laughs> i'm like settle down i'm like i and like a big thing about nines is that they aren't like they don't like extremes mm-hmm. and i'm like you love I, extremes i live for extremes mm-hmm. and i'm indulging in extremes and and i'm in these classes and i'm paying attention and i have all these other tools to see myself and like it's become clear I have work to do around wanting to be fucking unique and seen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing a lot to to make myself feel different in a space. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm doing a lot of external things, a lot of internal things, a lot of minor things and big things to like push against and define myself against the social space. And I feel like I was also like relating to nine things of like, have I been asleep to myself? Maybe. And I am really like sensitive Mm -hmm. and I am very emotional and I am connected to the cosmic sense. And I do feel like I see lots of sides and I'm, I'm very empathetic. And so I'm like, well, I relate to those pieces and I'm like, I do not know how to make sense of this. And um, I mean, you can hear it in your voice now. I think for you, it just became really exhausting. Yeah. 
Like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, do I know myself? And I'm like, I thought I had a relatively good sense of myself. And I know what I was kind of needing to work on. And, like, this envy stuff that's around the four passion, I'm like, that actually, like, is embarrassing how real it feels. Mm -hmm. Like, how, how quick I am to be, like, feel inferior or superior. And, like, this, my my internal world feels tormented and feels so up and down and so roller coaster. And so, yeah, I just like this nine stuff for the first like two weeks, I was like, yeah, this is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, I feel like I remember one walk we went on where I was just like, I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm trying to like see how I actually fit into that. And it's like, there was things that were not lining up Yeah. and I like, I'm talking to my nine friend and she's just like, I do not know how you are a nine. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it to you. And I'm like trying to explain it and justify mm-hmm. it. And it doesn't, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if this is true to me the way I'm trying to justify this. And then we talked to Ben, which was really, really powerful. And like Ben was very sweet and encouraging of, of me to like he was like well tell me why you think you're a nine and I told him and he really was like well I hear four in everything you're saying yeah and that was really like confusing and there's just like I got wrapped up in this like there's a a lot of people saying that's like fours are extremely rare and Mm -hmm. all fours are mistyping we have bad understandings on four so I'm like trying to convince Ben and like this is the reasons like hear this and Ben was just like maybe yeah like maybe but like I know you really well and like it is kind of like kind of, I mean part of it is thinking of like what's the work what mm-hmm. will be helpful for you mm-hmm. and I think that that really like hit some point of like I don't really know like well I like the thing was either way whether you're four or nine or really anything it's just like find a way to get into your body for now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know? I think that's the thing. So we had this conversation, and I was just like, ah, I don't know. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this is so much. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. People, like, what do I do with the fact that different people who I trust and admire their opinions are telling me different things? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm like, I don't know what to make of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Then was super helpful and was, yeah, just saying that exact thing. And it's the same advice John gave me. Like, like you, a nine's work is to get in their body and a four's work is to get in their mm-hmm. body. So I'm like, geez, whether I'm a nine or a four, I guess that's my work. And maybe I can let go knowing which one I am. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have to know which one I am. Um, and I think for the next few days, we, like, tried things on. And then you were, like, you texted me one day and were, like, I think you might be a six. And I was, like... I was really deep diving sixes and I was kind of like, wow, okay, well, you know, I I do hear you. I do hear you talk a lot about anxiety and I have a lot of anxiety and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh. And I I overthink everything and Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking and I can't turn my brain off. And the idea of a four being a reactive type made sense. I'm like, when you were saying this, you're like, you're kind of like a reactive type. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's true. I'm like, I, I feel that way. And. And how do we account for something about the two of us also is just some similarities. So is it because it's a four wing five and I'm a five wing four or is the big grand reveal conspiracy that we're both sixes? Right. I know. (laughs) I know. Exactly. So you were texting me and I was like, gosh, yeah, maybe, maybe. And I'm like, all of a sudden I just felt in my body like 
I need to eject. I was like, I need out of this. Yeah. Like, I need out of this so badly. Because I'm also, folks, I'm in this grad program that is fucking killing me. Like, <laughs> it is really, really hard. And I'm doing a lot of work around my childhood and my attachment styles and stuff that's similar to the Enneagram in a lot of ways. It's, like, aligned. But the Enneagram was starting to become, like, figuring out my type was... I mean, you can hear it in my voice, like very stressful, very stressful and getting in the way of awareness, Mm -hmm. getting in a way in the way of presence. It's like, what's the end game Mm -hmm. of the Enneagram? The end game Mm -hmm. is growth The end game is presence. The end game is cultivating more awareness. It's catching yourself. It's it's not judging yourself. It's being but also not excusing yourself. It's it's all these things. And I'm like, I was getting distracted by all the intellect, all the things. It's like we've read all the books. And I'm like, and I still feel like I need to keep reading more and hearing mm-hmm. more. And just like, it was like, it, it was like, I need to stop. Mm. Like, I was like, I need to be completely done. Like, this is not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not helpful. It's only stressing me out. And so I, I got out of the race early, like in terms of this fast, I kind of, I mean, to Scott's credit, very graciously was like, I was like, Scott, I can't, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Like I need to not be asked what my type is. I can't be like looking at myself through these lenses. I have so many other things that I'm having to do for school right now, like that, are already more than I can handle. Mm. And on top of that, just to be like tossed around by the Enneagram, I felt like I was just getting tossed around and beat up. And it's like, I can't trust myself and I don't know who to trust. And I don't know like which books to trust. And people are saying these people are the right authors and people are saying these are the right authors. And I think in some sense, I'm like, it's beautiful. It's this wonderful thing being uncertain. And I think this is kind of the, the crux of being curious it's like it's also disrupting mm-hmm. it's very disrupting and you have to take care of ourselves in the disruption so i have already in a, a little bit of a way like i've i've pulled out of it like i i had to you ejected like i ejected exactly and so me and scott in the past two weeks it's been like scott's still engaging with the enneagram but like we are i was like with you, with your number. I'm down to do that. That's mm-hmm. fine. But, like, the boundary is, like, I can't be guessing my number. I can't be hearing. And it's, like, it has opened up things. It's, like, yeah, let's talk about the fact that I have a lot of anxiety. Let's talk about the fact that I like ups and downs. Let's talk about the fact that I'm pleasing. I'm all three of those things. You yeah. Know? But it's what like you just said, too, is very healthy. And I think what hopefully we're trying to invite people into is, like, creating that boundary. Like, there are seasons to push yourself. It's, mm-hmm. like... I want to do the hard work. I want to be honest. I want to. I want to be open. I want to be curious. I want to explore different possibilities. I want to let people speak into my life, and point things out to me. And I want to, you know, I think with both of us, like, let the season of having even a hard time going to sleep because we're thinking about this so much. It's like I'm 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 waking up in the middle of the night with just racing thoughts yeah. about the Enneagram. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, the boundary. You said I'm going to create a boundary. Like for now, I'm not going to think about it, and I don't want to talk about it anymore and i'm i'm letting people know i'm not going to talk about it and i don't want to talk about it and that's so valid and fair and people should be able to do that you know yeah 
Yeah, and I think it's it's not like, you know, there's part of me that's like, did I did I give up on curiosity? I'm like, no, I don't think that's it at no. all. Like, no. not at all. It's like it's like saying if you were, uh, you know, working out, it's like you're not giving up on working out and training by resting. Right. <laughs> no, exactly. Break. I'm like, no, I need to like take care of this and be curious what happens when I let this frame go for a second. Mm-hmm. Like there, the, the frame was honestly inhibiting curiosity in my own self. Yeah. Yeah. It was inhibiting curiosity. What a way it wasn't being used as a good tool. <laughs> no, it was like this tool is working against mm-hmm. curiosity in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden I'm feeling like, I need to find something to be that I feel certain. And I'm like, but I don't feel certain. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like exhausted. The imagery I have is like, I entered into a boxing match and I'm like, I've come out and I'm being, I was being punched and tossed around. Got some black eyes. Some black eyes. And I'm just like, I need to rest. I don't know who I am, but I also am like, I do know who I am. Yeah. And I think like, that's it. You do. And so it's like that. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to know my type to know who I am. And it's been interesting trusting that and thinking about that. And it's opened me up to new things. Like I'm doing a lot of other, other self-discovery. That's not the Enneagram and it's just as helpful. Mm -hmm. And it's like letting this go has helped me to let other things in. That's great. And, and someday I'm sure we're going to be talking about those things on the podcast too. Yeah. Get ready for some <laughs> object relations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess as we're wrapping up here, we want to invite you all into the fast. If we're, if this is a podcast where you've been invited to explore the Enneagram and your type and, um, and, and I want to say, you know, if you have a solid understanding of your type, just lean into that. I, I just, yeah. of course, reevaluate and get feedback and, ask your friends if that's the season you want to go into. But I, I hope I, I hope we haven't caused and stirred up anxiety in you all this season. I know. I know. I mean, it, it's this interesting thing. It's like a healthy disruption. Like, I don't regret that we've done this. Mm-hmm. It's caused me pain. Mm-hmm. It's caused disruption. It's caused anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I don't regret that that happened. Yeah, I don't regret. I guess I'm just saying I want to... This kind of goes to, this is kind of a Mace vibe, actually, but I want to be responsible. I, I don't, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm almost playing different characters in different places. I've been telling you I want to, like, provoke people on Facebook, but in no small thing, I want this to be a safe place for people. Yeah, um, we want to gently provoke. Yeah. Like, uh, provoke isn't even a good word. I, I like the word invite. Like, we invite you to rethink the Enneagram, rethink your type. You know, it's a, you know, we're creating a container of sorts, and nudging people but also modeling and i think this is another part of the modeling so i don't know we'll probably be posting about this on the instagram Mm -hmm. of just inviting you to go on a fast a five a five week fast essentially which is nothing but like we'll be back in five weeks to talk about the enneagram just as always but in between we're committing really to not think about it or talk about it right like there's no typing our tv characters anymore there's no bringing it up it's just like Let's let go of the language for mm-hmm. five weeks. And that's, I mean, I think we're entering into this with, like, curiosity of what comes of this. Yeah. Like, when this isn't a part of the way we talk about people or the way we're seeing, like, pull that back. All of a sudden, what will we, what have we missed by having this lens? Mm-hmm. What, what are we missing when we aren't using it? You know? Like, I'm curious what's going to happen for us. Yeah, so I imagine it's going to be a slow start. We're obviously not going 
a way to figure out our types. So if there's any sort of like, oh, you're expecting us to come back with some more insight. It's like, no, we're not going to think about it. So mm-hmm. when we come back, my imagination or my imagination or my thought is like, we're just going to debrief the fast. Exactly. That's all debrief what happened. Yeah. And then maybe we'll start to explore our types again. Or maybe we'll take a break for a whole year and not worry about types. Maybe we'll just look at the Enneagram without knowing our type. Yeah. You know, that might Which be interesting. That might be fun. That might yeah. be really interesting. There's not, I think this is another thing. It's like there's not, of course, knowing your type is really helpful for growth, but there's so much other wisdom in the Enneagram. And like, there's not a crazy rush. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to feel so rushed. I know yeah. I was feeling rushed mm. to know my type. And it's like, hmm, I don't need to rush myself in this. Yeah. Like, I can take my time. Yeah. See myself more. Give myself more space to see myself. Yeah. So we hope this was fun. We hoped you liked the episodes. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed making them. We enjoyed, we, we really enjoyed talking to everybody that we talked to. I know. We, we were so lucky. Yeah. No, I know. I, I hope we talk to everybody again. Um, every, I really, truly hope we talk to everybody again. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that maybe no small thing can be a rotating, you know, place for these people to come through and for you to just continue. Maybe this is just a precursor, a sign of things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we're going on a break. We're going on a fast. We're doing it. This is our <laughs> final party, our final Enneagram hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we are we wrapping up? I think we're wrapping up. What one thing we wanted to say as we're wrapping up is this just the concept of liminal space. Right, 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 and right, right. I think we hopefully will do an episode on this concept, but like I don't even know what I mean by that, but I feel like we're entering into a third place or a liminal space in this time mm-hmm. for us. A liminal space. Like this space in between. We're getting on the ferry boat. Heading over to Bainbridge Island. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it it's we've 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 grown accustomed to yeah. the Enneagram as our language. Yeah. The Enneagram as a framework, the Enneagram as as a, a piece of who we are and how we relate. And to let it go for this time being, it feels like we're entering some kind of liminal space and like opening ourselves up to this unknown. Mm. Like I think that's our attitude. That uh, was our attitude. Honestly, like these interviews was its own kind of liminal space. But it feels like we're entering into, and maybe I'm like wanting to consciously say this as we do this. Like, it's like we're mindfully not engaging with the Enneagram. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, we're just giving up the Enneagram Lazy. and not really thinking through. It's like we're, we're very mindfully abstaining from thinking of something, mm-hmm. which is different than I feel like just like, Oh, it's whatever. Like it's, there's, this feels like, even the absence of it feels like the presence of something else. Mm. Yeah. Um, whatever I mean by that, but this feels like some kind of transitional space and like a shift for us as people in a podcast. Mm. Like, we don't know what's going to come, and we honestly didn't know what was going to come in this blitz, and it's shaped us and changed the trajectory. Mm. And so it's like now we're doing it again, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, as we continue to like invite people into that, like I guess we're also inviting people into this liminal space with us maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the unknown. I think we are. Yeah. Which is crazy that you're just saying this because you didn't even know I was about to read. 
<laughs> but but this was I, I kind of wanted I was gonna I have had an impulse to read something from the wisdom of the enneagram and I was like well that doesn't feel right if we're phasing out of the enneagram for now mm-hmm. so this is a book from somebody that we like to quote a lot his name is David White and this is called Crossing the Unknown Sea as a Pilgrimage of Identity Damn so yeah here we go Yeah this is sort of this little section is called the awkwardness of vulnerability and mm-hmm. so I think this is like us a, a fitting way to end it's just a random reflection from the middle of his book but like a fitting way to end in terms of how for us, the way we've been using the Enneagram, sort of assuming along the way that we're on a journey of self-discovery and a little bit more certainty maybe. Mm -hmm. And so this is what he's saying, and it's obviously a different thought outside of the realms of the Enneagram, but I think it's a good way to end. Nice to end on a little reading. So I'll read this and we'll say goodbye to you, everybody. And he's talking about trying to like discover yourself in, in a vocation of sorts too, so you'll hear some of that language. Um, We have the strange idea unsupported by any evidence that we are loved and admired only for our superb strength, our far-reaching powers, and our all-knowing competency. Yet in the real world, no matter how many relationships may have been initiated by strength and power, no marriage or friendship has ever been deepened by these qualities. After a short erotic honeymoon, power and omnipotence expose their shadow underbellies and threaten real intimacy, which is based on mutual vulnerability. After the bows have been made to the brass god of power, we find in the privacy of relationship that same god suddenly immobile to conversation. As brass gods ourselves, we wonder why we are no longer loved in the same way we were at our first appearance. Our partners have begun to find our infallibility boring, and after long months or years, to find us false, frightening, and imprisoning. We have the same strange idea in work as we do in love that we will engender love, loyalty, and admiration in others by exhibiting a great sense of power and competency. We are surprised to find that we garner fear and respect but forego the other more intimate magic. Real, undying loyalty in work can never be legislated or coerced. It is based on a courageous vulnerability that invites others by our example to a frontier conversation whose outcome is yet in doubt. We have an even stranger idea that we will finally fall in love with ourselves only when we have become the totally efficient organized organism we have always wanted to be and left all of our bumbling ineptness behind. Yet in exactly the way we come to find love and intimacy with others through vulnerability, we come to those same qualities in ourselves through living out the awkwardness of not knowing, of not being in charge. We try to construct a life in which we will be perfect in which we will eliminate uh, in which we will eliminate awkwardness pass by vulnerability ignore ineptness only to pass through the gate of our lives and find strangely that the gateway is vulnerability itself the very place we are open to the world whether we like it or not
It's wonderful.